once again. doing welcome the motorcycle madhouse radio for your morning news today we got a bunch of coverage going on we have some information on george christie's new project as well as a report out of the gangster report about some wheeling and dealing about and well basically about a story we just covered but there's more information i'm gathering here so we are gonna go don't forget to subscribe don't forget to like all that good stuff you guys know the drill come on you hooligans get over there and do this stuff don't forget to pass uh all this stuff around but uh let's get going here Okay, here we go. This is out of EuroWeeklyNews.com. It's by Kathy Elman. And uh, the title starts out, Hell's Angels Drama Due to Shoot in Almeria. Hmm, I guess it's going overseas. Anyway, a series inspired by Hell's Angel is due to start shooting in Almira later this month and that is george christie for those that do not know george christie is out bad from the hell's angels motorcycle club he was very prominent within the club until his ouster he actually tried to go after sonny barger in a 911 call that was recorded supposedly of Sonny, you know, calling the cops, uh, his wife, some stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. You got to read the book and uh, all that stuff. They'll go into his side. You, of course, everybody knows Sonny's side of the things. Uh, he basically went after Sonny Barger and tried to get him uh, ousted. But how do you get an, uh, a legend uh, within the red and white world, uh, you know, ousted? I don't know. But, that you know, that's just what basically has led to it. And there's been other stories out. But he has written a book. Uh, I think a couple books anyway and that's one thing I never understand is all these out bad guys they go out and write books okay you got Christie you got uh, Fat Man he went and wrote a book you got guys out of the Bagos you got guys out of the Ditos uh, Mongo, everything man they always out bad to go and uh, make money off of their former club it's funny these guys will actually you know it's kind of hip you know, hypocrisy at their best. When they were in these positions or within the club, they will always uh, rail against this kind of stuff, uh, go after people that were supposedly doing this, never handing in their patches, all that good stuff. We know that story. But again, it's hypocritical. And when they're out, they do the exact same thing that they were railing against. You know, that's just me. Uh, Almeria, let's see here. Mark the Unforgiven is an adept an adaptation of the novel by the former president of the Hells Angels Ventura in California, George Christie, with elements based based on his own life experiences. Uh, Elmeria will play the part of the base of the fictitious Jimenez Cartel, the sworn enemies of the Mark, the Unforgiven Motorcycle Club. Scenes will be shot in areas of the Cabo de Grada Natural Park and Tiberness. There will also be shoots in the UK and Canada. Now, here we go. 
Here we go. If it's based on part of his life experiences, now he's bringing in a cartel type of deal. It's just making the motorcycle club world look really freaking bad. And true colors are really coming out, I think. Uh, they said, pointed out, uh, uh, Almeria is dubbed the Hollywood of Spain thanks to the iconic Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns made in the province and the shoots of more recent major productions such as Game of Thrones and uh wow <laughs> oh my god they're gonna make this into a major uh motion picture uh i recommend if you want to watch something i'd say dead in five heartbeats that's just me though uh because that is coming from uh sunny and you know he did you know even though i everybody knows i'm not on that kind of side of the aisle uh, i have my support elsewhere but i try to stay down the middle and when somebody does good i don't care you know which one it is uh they did good but this guy's a legend and nobody can take that away from him uh just like there was many other late legends like jr out of sons of silence taco bowman uh chambers out of the ditos uh all legends all legends that really uh you know brought their respective clubs to the limelight so and you know what they didn't go out writing books about what happened in uh, the club life, because as soon as you get an article that's saying it's based on some of his experiences, no good, no good. Uh, especially when you have books that uh, go against your so-called brothers, <laughs> and they know that they're not going to respond to it. That's the funny thing. But, you know, in a couple instances, people uh, had. Uh, the added drama addict backdrop of rugged landscapes, vast unspoiled sandy beaches, impressive fortresses, and year-run sunshine uh, make it a dr director's dream, they say, an ideal setting to enhance the over-aesthetic and the viewer experience of production such as marked the unforgiven so i guess it's coming out of a book but my question is okay if there's cartels involved and all that stuff why don't you do it in mexico well you'll probably have to pay a little uh, kick up to them boys uh or why ain't you doing it in cali man simple question hollywood's right there they got good sets i don't know anyway a further plus point he said for filmmakers is that <laughs> oh my god also has one of the highest tax rate rebate programs for productions in europe again why not do it in the united states you know series producer pat andrews revealed that uh, christy will play one of the lead characters uh, I guess movie star life, I, I don't know. According to Andrews, the show will effectively be a soap opera about the life of the club and the differences between the members who range from regular guys to troubled individuals from broken homes and former military whose personalities are shaped by combat experience in Afghanistan and Iraq. The George Christie character, Big John, is billed as the father figure of the group of men with a whole bunch of issues, but held together by strong belief in brotherhood and patriotism. So basically another Sons of Anarchy and Mayans, uh, that's what it looks like is this is the kind of stuff that's going to be representing the motorcycle uh, club community from here on out is these type of shows where people are going around playing with cartels, they're selling dope and all that good stuff. You know, the good stuff that, you know, really affects motorcycle club profiling right now. But again, we got it out of ex-members of clubs. Some members of the clubs are in these kind of shows. And it's like, you know, and on one hand, 
you want to say, hey, this is happening to us. But on the other hand, you got people going out to actually portray that stuff in movies and TV shows. Just don't make no sense to me. But hey, that's the way the world rolls. Anyway, we're going to go to our bigger story. We actually covered this uh, in a last uh, session of the news. But this is out of GangsterReport.com. You know, GangsterReport.com, it gets pretty intense. But it's leading off with saying, uh, Wheeling and Dealing in Steeltown, Pagan's MC or pleads out an assault case. This by Scott Bernstein, uh, Bikers and East Coast and Featured. And there's the guy that uh, pleaded out. And now I have to say, his attorney said that, no, there was no deal. Uh, you know, but it got kind of murky going down in the story. Uh, but he writes November 13th to 2019, Pittsburgh Pagans Motorcycle Club heavy Brian the Dude Kirschkin copped a plea in state court this week, pleading no contest to leading a beatdown. And it, uh, you know what, that's one of the things that we didn't have in the other story was he was leading it. A beatdown of a former associate back in the spring in exchange for a shortened prison sentence. The 57-year-old Kirschkin, a widely respected club veteran nicknamed for his resemblance to the Jeff Bridges character in the cult classic movie The Big Lombowski, was sentenced to two to eight years behind bars by Washington County Circuit Judge John DeSalle Monday morning. He did three years in the can for a federal assault conviction in the 2000s. In April of this year, Kirschkin and nine other pagans brutally assaulted Troy Harris inside the Slavic Club in Charlie. I know, I got that one mixed up, man. Can't you guys have a town that Chicago guys can freaking pronounce? Anyway, Pennsylvania and orders from Pagans Brass in Pittsburgh. You know, again, and I addressed that in the last session was nine guys on one, you know, don't make it that don't sound cool man that you know what that actually looks like a gang type of deal you know you're jumping up on somebody nine guys to take on one and then like i said in a previous uh you know segment hey what happened to one-on-one -on -one, you know and i it, it kind of on the outside it makes people say hey man uh what are they weak they can't do it one-on-one -on -one? i'm just saying that's what it looks like according to the july indictment uh kershkin was tasked with coordinating the beating of harris for harris decision to leave the club and join another uh now, I don't, I, you know, I have a guess of what the other club was, but until confirmation's put down, I won't put that club out there. Earlier this month, the man who allegedly sent word to Kirschkin that Harris needed to be tuned up, Michael Montana Berenger, the Pagan's National Sergeant at Arms, was arrested and charged with attempted murder and witness intimidation. Harris suffered brain damage in the attack as part of the Kirschkin's plea deal. Prosecutors agreed to drop the attempted murder counts. Now, that's where I was like, wait a second here. Attempted murder counts for a guilty plea to be dropped? That's a serious charge, man. They can give this dude a lot of freaking time on attempted murder counts, but they were dropped. That's what everybody's got their heads, you know, tilting and going, wait, wait a second. This don't sound uh, right. Uh, <laughs> don't. Uh, Behringer 59 pleaded to not guilty last week and awaits trial for his prison cell 
Denied bond by Judge DeSally. You know, and that's what usually what happens is you never plead out a case. You know, at least when I was going on and stuff, uh, everything from the banger years to the club years, you never pleaded out. You always went to a jury. And pleading out not only, you know, projects weakness on the street, but it also projects that you did something wrong, like riding on somebody. Uh, let's see here. Uh, prosecutors claim Berenger is the third most powerful pagans boss in the country behind only national president uh, Keith Conan, the barbarian Richter of New York, and his vice president, Hugo Zorro Nieves of the New Jersey. Now, one of the things that, you know, kind of bugged me is when the FBI or something comes out and talks about the pagans, how they're a white supremacist gang. Well, you know, it just shows you right here that their uh, national vice president, Hugo uh, Nieves, it, it, it sounds like he's Latino. So that just kills that argument the FBI has. And it goes on to say Richter got the reins in the club two years ago and immediately issued an expansion mandate per court records. And, you know, the only way they would get something like that is informants tell the fbi and atf richter is gunning for a total pagans takeover of the east coast and advocating violence against the hell's angels the other prominent biker club in the region and mass absorption of any smaller clubs they can get their hands on now i i just don't see that out of conan and here's why i believe uh, he, he's a uh, smart and he's uh you know a leader that you know picks his battles and stuff and i just don't think that he's going to go out there doing talk where informants can overhear this kind of stuff i just don't see it you know he's going to be particular about who he's telling this stuff to uh, you know the the feds yeah you know the odds are 98 percent that they do have informants because the cops always have informants in the clubs that's why i say for every three members in a motorcycle club there's one rat. Always. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. For every three guys you see, one of them's an informant or a rat. Okay? They're out there trying to work a beef off because what the cops won't tell you is, yeah, you got guys that are out there doing stupid crap. But the club don't know about it. And what happens is these cops, they flip these guys. Next thing you know, they're flipping them to work out a deal, and they're going in there, and a lot of times, they're actually making up stuff or trying to influence club members into it. But I don't see this. I, I really don't think uh, that he's going to be putting out these type of deals, saying that, hey, you know, we got to go out there and do this and do that. You know, he served time. He, I don't think he's a stupid guy. Uh, to be saying some stuff like that, unless it was picked up from Mike. But again, I'm not a pagan. I'm not in there. I don't, you know, I don't support that kind of stuff. But I just don't see it. I really don't. I don't. Uh, then it talks about the rings uh, and the gunning for the HA. Well, you know, the FBI can throw something like that out because this stuff between those two groups has been going on forever. I remember when I talked to Rooster Katana 
He's actually in my book, New Age of Biking and Brotherhood. Now, Rooster, man, and it's gonna it's gonna talk to, about him in uh, in a second here, man. That guy's hardcore, man. We're talking going back to the early '80s when he came through the scene. He was prepped, ready to go. He's a true one percent outlaw. Uh, so, yeah, I talked to him and. You know, in that interview, you can listen to the interview over on our radio station or on YouTube. We got it there, too. I think it's one of the first videos out there, and it's one of the seasonal ones there. And he was open, very honest about his time. But I think that the FBI, ATF, they're just using what happened in the past against these people. And again, like I said, they go out, they get these rogue members, they bust them, turn them. All that kind of stuff. Uh, Kirschkin and Berenger were lieutenants under Dennis Rooster Katana in the 2000 when Katana was the club's president and ran the Pagans National Office out of Pittsburgh. Katana and Kirschkin were arrested together in 2002 after Katana coordinated an attack on a former Hells Angel gathering in New York that resulted in a homicide. Now, another thing about Rooster... Uh, here's a guy who's out there fighting right now for his freedom, and that's because he was turned on by people within the club to get out of stuff. So I find it, you know, real funny when some of these guys are walking with the patch, they got their chest all out, and, you know, hey, I'm Billy Badass and stuff like that. But when the law comes coming and time to pay the piper, they flip on people. And that's exactly what happened to Rooster Katona. And you know what? I don't blame him one freaking bit. Not one freaking bit with all that lawyer fees, with all the freaking uh, time he lost with his family because somebody ratted. You don't think a guy like that's going to get pissed and do his own freaking thing? It's been his blood since the 80s. He's an old timer. He's an old schooler. Uh, but I hear a lot of people talk about him, and that is furthest from the truth. Here's a guy who went in there, did his thing. Uh, and then got turned on. It's just, uh, you know, hopefully this ain't the case, but that is the uh, headline from the Gangster Report. Again, it's gangsterreport.com. Uh, the story's uh, titled Wheeling and Dealing in Steeltown. And let's just hope, you know, this guy sounds like he's been around. It's just, I don't understand why other people got uh, a harder sentence, uh, got more years put on than he did. And it makes you tilt your head saying, okay, he only got this while the other ones got this. And they're claiming here that he was the leader of the whole thing. So it, it, it really does. It makes you uh, question what is going on. But again, this is going to play out. And of course, when people... People are going to trial and stuff. The defense attorneys get to uh, subpoena anybody who's informants. The court is supposed to open up all the records to the defense. Hopefully, they're able to do that. At that time, they'll find out who the informants or the rats are, and then they'll be able to present their case. So that right there, again, out of Gangster Report, and you know, we're going to see how it really uh goes aren't we <laughs> uh anyway uh appreciate you guys uh listening to the show if you have a show you want me to go ahead and uh you got news you want me to put on let me know that also 
We're looking for somebody who is a Christian pastor or a member of a Christian motorcycle club that was able to uh, turn their life around, as they say, and uh, they went to Christ. Uh, me, you guys know I'm a big supporter of the old man upstairs. I don't care what anybody says. I know I get the comments, but whatever. Uh, that's the way I am. I know people have all other beliefs, but I think this is a really good type of deal where we can hear from, you know, some hardcore people that used to run in one percent or stuff and they turned their life around and they went a different direction they held their heads up high because there's never ever any regret or embarrassment when you look to the man upstairs because you know what he is the strongest and anybody out there ain't nothing compared to the old man upstairs but anyway i'll talk to you on the next show we're going to be talking about the beast mg got a big one coming up and uh look for that uh video and look for that segment but until then i'll talk to you guys later